vagina. Vagina, uterus, cervix, babies, periods, UTIs, all of these words have a commonality, women. And women have particular emergencies that we are not normally accustomed to. All of the obstetric and gynecology emergencies tend to put some providers on edge and they're not ready to deal with them. Today on Brush Up on EMS, we're going to be talking about obstetrics and gynecology. I'm Bob, your colorful host, and as always, we'll be diving into the deep subjects of EMS. If you're new to the podcast, greetings and hallucinations. If you're crazy enough to tune in on a regular basis, thank you. Now let's challenge some common thought on obstetrics and gynecology. Stay up on all the brush up on EMS genre from Facebook to YouTube to the new thing that we've got, podcasts. Podcasts can be found on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, and various other web podcast suppliers. You also can like, comment, and subscribe on Facebook, Podcasts, and YouTube. So stay up on all the brush up on EMS genre. When it comes to obstetrics and gynecology, most of us know, or at least remember, going back to EMT class, AEMT, paramedic, med school, whatever, how to go through the process of delivering a child or stopping the bleeding or, you know, identifying the problem. But that's it. We don't remember how to get to the point of identifying the problem. We forget how to ask questions. Especially a lot of male providers and some female providers have a hard time visiting with people who are pregnant. The problem that I've seen at places I have worked is when it comes to an OB call, you have a pregnant female, she's 30 weeks pregnant, and your partner walks up there, they ask, are you diabetic? Are you having any trouble breathing? And uh, are you having any chest pain? Well, great, but we've forgotten the quality questions we need to be asking an obstetrics and gynecology patient. So today on Brush Up on EMS, we're not going to be talking so much about dealing with the emergencies. More so, we're going to be talking about the anatomy of the obstetrics and gynecology patient and some common questions that should be in the back of your mind anytime we're dealing with a female who's of fertile age who could possibly be pregnant what kind of questions we need to be asking now remember obstetrics calls these are going to be the best calls that you'll ever go on or they could be the absolute worst nightmares you could ever imagine So when it comes to the female reproductive system, we need to remember that there are some various parts that are important. The uterus, which is inside, this is the home of the child for nine months while it's hanging out in there, it travels down the vaginal canal, which comes out the vagina. Now we've got three openings in this area, which can cause problems in the female's uh, homeostasis, beings that the urethra, the vagina, and the rectum are all in those areas. Do all three of those leak fluid? 
Absolutely. So what does that put a female at risk for? You guessed it, urinary tract infections, as well as problems with the female having yeast infections or STDs or various other problems that are involved with the female reproductive system. So taking care of a child and taking care down there is very important. Taking care down there to make sure that the child is healthy and whole is very important when it comes to female health. So asking about hygiene when you have a pregnant female and she's presenting with a higher temperature is very important. So understanding also inside where the uterus is, is important in asking questions. If they're having right or left lower quadrant pain, that means we're talking about the fallopian tubes. Not all women have a perfect triangle shaped uterus. Some women have uteruses with septal walls. They have uteruses that are misshapen and they're different. And these uterine abnormalities are common in a lot of females. So just saying that you know, all females have a normal uterus and if they're presenting with pain in a 20-25 week period of being pregnant with this child, that would be a concern. So a question might be, do you have any uterine abnormalities we should know about? That would help you understand why they're in a lot of pain. Another thing with pain, when we deal with women with periods from the ages of 12 to 55, when women have periods, it is extreme pain. They, they say, by research that has been done, the amount of pressure that is inside the, the uterine cavity during a period is equivalent to about 120 millimeters of mercury. So what does that mean? That means that that kind of pressure, that kind of pressure is the equivalent of what we're seeing in the pressure during the second stage of labor. So when someone's having a period, it's not because they're trying to get out of work or that they're trying to say, oh, woe is me, feel sorry for me. It's the fact that we've got to see that their cramps that they're having during their period are painful. And some women have cramps that are extremely painful during ovulation, which that term is middle schmerz. So if there's a possibility of a pregnancy in a female and you're on an assault case, you're dealing with a patient and they say, I'm pregnant. Here's some questions you might want to ask. Have you had a missed period? Some women don't remember when their last period was. Now there are apps out there like the Flow app that they use to keep track of when their last period was. Other important questions, are you having any nausea and vomiting? Increased urinary frequency, any breast enlargement, any vaginal discharge? All of these are very important questions to ask during pregnancy. When was your last normal menstrual period? Any abdominal pain and can you point out the location and the quality of that pain? Any vaginal bleeding slash discharge, which is always dangerous in that first trimester because anytime we have pain less than 20 weeks, we need to be concerned about ectopic pregnancy. This can also be dangerous in late pregnancy when we start thinking about having abruptio placentae or placenta previa. So, what if they are pregnant? Well, if they're pregnant, we're going to use those fancy words that we learned way back in EMT class about gravida and para. Well, gravida 
Think about gravity. When gravity is pulling down that belly, that belly that's holding that child in that nice, warm, comfortable home with a thermostat set at 75 degrees, gravita is the number of pregnancies, how many times they have gotten large. Para, how many times have they become a parent? Well, you know, they're a parent once, but how many times have they had children? The number of live births. And then, what is their miscarriage or abortive history? Have they had any elective or spontaneous abortions? These are all important with questions that the women's health centers that we're taking these women to are going to want to know. How many times have they been pregnant? And that affects how we're going to treat this patient. So, again, if they're pregnant, ask them, how many OBGYN complications have you had? How many pregnancy complications have you had? How many yeast infections have you had? How many STDs have you had? What complications have you had? And if they're bleeding, it's important to ask, how many pads have you filled up or tampons? That gives you a rough estimate on blood loss. There is no other way that you are going to figure out blood loss without asking how many pads or tampons have we filled up? Are they doing any prenatal care? Are they taking any prenatal vitamins? Previous C-sections, medications they're taking to help with this pregnancy. If they've got a blood pressure over 140, we're starting to get in that hypertensive range for these pregnant females and that puts them at risk for developing preeclampsia. Another thing is if we're seeing that these patients have a high blood sugar, we're looking at possibilities of gestational diabetes. So what do you do if you have someone who is at gestational diabetes? Well, if their blood sugar is low, you got to think we've got two patients we're dealing with. Mama is delivering sugar to baby. And baby needs that sugar to survive. That umbilical cord is that transition with the placenta to deliver the nutrients to child. So we've got to make sure that mama's blood sugar is good so baby's blood sugar is good. So when you're looking for warning signs and you're like, okay, is this a code green refusal mother that doesn't need to go to the hospital and just needs to go get checked out at the clinic? Or is this one that I need to take in the back of the ambulance even though I'm not going to really do anything? Think about vaginal bleeding. If they're having swelling of the face and hands, those are precursor signs for them developing preeclampsia and we do not want them going into eclampsia because the biggest difference of someone going into eclampsia is seizures. Dimmed or blurred vision. If they're having problems with that, they have increased pressure possibly behind the eyes and we're having some abnormalities happening inside the system and we've got to be watching that. Abdominal pain. Anytime we have abdominal pain, we need to be concerned with pregnancies doesn't mean that we just need to write it off and say well that's just contractions that's you know Braxton Hicks we need to be concerned because we are not trained OBGYNs and we are not very good at listening to fetal heart tones or using the Doppler to find a heart tone it's very difficult and so we need to look at the warning signs and slash symptoms persistent vomiting chills fever Painful urination. Anytime you have painful urination in a female, that is a big, huge red flag. Watch out for that. And then any fluid escaping from the vaginal canal. So how do we do these patient exams? I tell you all these things and questions we need to be asking. So develop this sick, not sick mentality. Are they sick? Are they not sick? 
look at the signs, look at the symptoms. You can tell, are they sick, not sick? It's, it's gonna be clearly evident. Do your questions in a pregnant female history of present illness asking questions is very important do your focused exam do a little bit of palpation check around listen to bowel sounds listen to lung sounds do your exam that you know how to do get your vitals understand vitals are going to be a little bit different in a pregnant female your blood pressure is going to increase slightly as well as blood volume during the pregnancy so keep that in mind as well as the heart rate is going to increase all of this is because we've got to deliver nutrients to the child look at how they're presenting look at their skin look at their their general presentation do they look sick or do they look not sick so you're also going to have those orthostatic changes and the one that we always talk about that supine hypotensive syndrome when if you lay them on their back and their blood pressure starts to drop roll them to their left side if you can't really roll them to their left side, prop them up with a pillow at least to take that pressure off that inferior superior vena cava. Look for the inspect and look at the vaginal region if necessary. If you have bleeding coming from that area, you need to take a look at it to see what kind of bleeding. Are we talking profuse bleeding that we need to apply pressure? Remember, we're not sticking anything into it, but we will apply steady pressure on the outside. And do an examination of all the body parts. Don't miss anything because something else might be causing that abdominal pain or that discharge coming out from the vaginal region. And look at their abdomen. Is there any bruising? Is it flat or flaccid? Is there a guarding of the abdomen? Is it swollen or distended? Is it symmetrical? Is there surgical scars or stretch marks? You know, where was the previous C-section? Are we having any problems there? Is there needle tracks? Now keep in mind, needle tracks doesn't mean that they're a abuser. It's possible that those needle marks, it's very possible that they're, they're a diabetic, they're a type one diabetic. And if you see a pump, see how, how their pump's doing, you know, ask some questions. Get more involved and educated about that mother in that instance so that you can understand what's going on with the patient. All in all, when it comes to gynecology and obstetrics emergencies, we've got to be ready to ask questions. If we cannot ask questions of these pregnant females, it's gonna be very hard for us to determine what is exactly going on. We can't do any treatment for placenta previa or abruptio placentae or get ready to deliver that baby if we don't know how to ask questions. It's very critical, it's the crux of everything dealing with obstetrics and gynecology emergencies. So, in conclusion, this week, if you have an obstetrics and gynecology call, try to remember at least one of these questions to ask and improve on your patient care for these obstetrics and gynecology patients. Have a great week. Stay safe out there. And as always, thanks for tuning in to Brush Up on EMS with Bob.